All right, turn to Romans chapter 8, probably my favorite chapter in the Bible. How many have read it? Oh, good. It's working. I'm so glad. It's, you read it. You need to read it. I read it. I try to, try to read it every week, uh, especially since I'm, I'm preaching from it. And I like to read it in a different translation. So I find a different translation. I read it, and you get a different feel uh, from it. And so I would encourage you to do that. We are um, continuing a series called What in the World? Y'all know how to say it. Look at your neighbor and say it like you would text it. Say it. Right, right there in the face. In the world. Y'all know when that coworker does that thing that the coworker does. What in the world? Can you believe that happened? Well, that's what we're talking about. And our subtitle has been Making Sense of the Mess and talking about everything that's going on in the world. And I promise you, I did not plan it to be this way. But it has been amazing how God has gone before us and prepared our hearts. I mean, have you ever seen so many things happen in one area of time? Just five, four or five weeks and, and from earthquakes to, to hurricanes to turmoil all over the world. Wars and rumors of wars and all this stuff and then fires going on. And so I think that God really got us ready for this. You know, the disciples, we read this over the past uh, several weeks if you've not been here, I'd recommend you going and, and listening to our messages, our podcasts. Uh, you don't want to miss any of these because it builds up to where we are today. Um, uh, the disciples asked Jesus, they said, how are we going to know when the end is going to come? What is the sign? And he listed all of these signs. And these are the signs that we're seeing in our newspaper right now. How many still get a newspaper? Raise your hand. Come on, all my old school people. I see y'all. That's right. Uh, how many don't even know what a newspaper is anymore? <laughs> Till you start moving. All right, <laughs> my man raised his hand. Uh, you know, but it's in the headlines. Wherever you're seeing it, whether it's Twitter or whether it's on uh, on your uh, when you open up your web page, whatever you're seeing the things that Jesus said. And here's what Jesus said. Listen to me. This is important for all this to tie in. Jesus said this at the end of this whole dialogue of all these things are going on. He said, "These are the beginning of birth pains." And that word, those words are very significant because we find them in our text, Romans chapter 8, verse 19. For creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. All you mamas, when you were pregnant with your baby, were you in eager expectation? Like, come on, please, will you show up today? Like, it's an eager expectation. So that's what this word means, eager expectation, like expectant mother is. I, I'm ready for this child to be revealed. About creation waits in this kind of anticipation for the children of God to be revealed. Now look, point to yourself and say, that's me. If you're a child of God, say it, that's me. The earth is waiting in eager expectation for me to be revealed. That word revealed means fully uncovered. Not just a hand, the hands of the body. Or not just the feet, the feet of the body or the face. But fully revealed. This is what creation is in eager expectation. Look at verse 20, 22 says this. And we know that the whole creation has been groaning as in pains of childbirth right up to this present time. And this is what we've been talking about over the past four weeks is this. This is what is going on in the world. The earth is groaning. There's this travail. And when she groans, that's when you begin to see things happening. And so when you see 
these signs begin to take place and devastation and, and, and all the, 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 the shaking and the quaking, that's when you say, the earth is wanting me to be revealed. Are y'all with me? Is this, is this 9 a.m. at the hills? I'm just checking, all right? Are y'all with me today? All right, just lean in a little bit. I know it's a little, a little weird outside, but today, let's lean in, okay? So creation is, number one, in eager expectation. And number two, creation is in birth pains. Why? I just said it. Why? For the revelation of the children of God. All right, I'm going to be a nice teacher today, all right? I'm going to be nice. So this is what's going on in the world. This is what's happening in the world. When you see all this stuff happening, come back to this. This is what's going on. Look at verse 21. We jumped over that because I wanted to highlight it today. It's on the screens and it says this. Because creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. So why is all this going on? Let me tell you why. If you're taking notes, write this down. When we are revealed, fully revealed as the children of God, the earth will be set free as well. Now, if you've been with us, you'll understand. The Bible talks about that creation was subjected. There was a bondage. There was a frustration that was put on it. And creation wants to be delivered from its bondage into the glorious liberty of the children of God. The Bible clearly talks about a new heaven and a new earth. This one is going to pass away. The Bible says heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will remain. And so those of you that you have a vision and a mission to save the earth, yeah, I got bad news for you. I'm serious. Now, I may offend some of you that, that either way, maybe you're right or you're left. It doesn't matter because I'm, I'm not either one. I'm right here on the Word of God. Because here's what the Bible says. This earth will pass away. And so you're like, okay, so we just do whatever we want to? No, there's a difference in saving and stewarding. There's a difference. Your money is going to pass away. The Bible says there will be a day you'll throw it in the streets. It will be worthless. Your money is going to pass away. That doesn't mean we don't steward it, right? Your life is going to pass away. That doesn't mean we don't steward it, correctly? So hear what I'm saying. Instead of trying to, let's save the earth, steward the earth. God gives you territory over something, and then He gives you responsibility over that territory. And the responsibility of that territory is to always steward it and make it fruitful. So whether that's your job, your marriage, your neighborhood, that's, God gives you territory and then He gives you responsibility of that territory and the responsibility is to bear fruit. I may not be a good preacher, but that's good preaching right there. We're trying to save the earth and the earth is just wanting us to be us. We're doing everything we can. How can we keep this earth from going to hell in a handbasket? And the earth is saying, I want y'all to be who God created you to be because when you are finally revealed, then I'm going to be set free as well. Isn't it amazing that all of this is about us? Let me just tell you something. If you make everything about you, don't because it's already about you. You don't have to bring the attention on you. 
That's why God wants us to put the attention on Him because He's putting all our attention on His attention on us. Isn't that the way a relationship is really supposed to work anyway? If you'll meet her needs, she'll meet your needs. If you'll love them with everything you have, they'll love you. Unless they're just narcissistic and crazy. That's a whole other story, okay? But in a true functioning relationship, that's how it's supposed to work. Man, I love, we just cover all kind of stuff on Sunday mornings, don't we? That just helps somebody's relationship right there. Because you're trying your best to figure out how you can get her to meet your needs. Focus on meeting her needs. Focus on loving her well, caring for her well. And then watch what God does and she does in return. Amen. And he as well. So we're, creation is waiting for us to be revealed. And, and Romans tells us what that looks like. Remember we talked about it last week? The glorious liberty of the children of God. What does a child of God, what is the model that God has for a child of God? What is the standard that the earth has set for a child of God? Glorious liberty. That means unrestrained, nothing. Living in a level of liberty that Jesus Christ died for us to live in. Not just a foot free or a hand free, but completely and totally free. We talked about this last week. If you were not here, how do we do that? Spirit and truth. So this is what the earth is eagerly anticipating. This is what the earth groans for. So you got that right? So earthquakes, hurricanes, fires, wars, tornadoes. What is that? That's the earth saying, come on children of God. Be who God created you to be. So I can finally be set free. Why would the earth do this? Why would the earth groan? I said this a couple of weeks back. And I believe this is a revelation that God, that God gave me many years ago. The reason the earth groans and travails is because the earth remembers what it was like when man was in right relationship with God. Remember? Let's go back. When Adam knew who he was, understood his proper place, and knew what he was supposed to be doing. Right? No question. Adam knew it. God spelled it out clearly for him. The other thing is not only did Adam know his place in the relationship, he knew God's place in the relationship. Adam had one job. Make sure the garden is fruitful and make sure God always feels welcome there. Look at your neighbor and say, you got one job. Whatever territory God's given you, you have a job, and that is this. Make sure it's being as fruitful as it can be, be, whether your marriage or your job or school. And secondly, make sure God feels welcome there, that he can come and walk in the cool of the garden with you and share dreams with you and visions with you. And Can you imagine those talks and walks, what they must have been like? As Adam said, I named a giraffe today. And God said, yeah, well, I just put a new star out there. I went and checked on them to see how they were doing. They're all doing good right where I put them. Can you imagine what they shared? And that's how life was. Everything was perfect. There was no rain, no floods, no tornadoes, hurricanes, no droughts, no famine, no disease, no pestilence, no wars. 
Matter of fact, it was so cool and calm that was, the Bible just said a mist would rise up from the ground. That's all it was. So all my folks that love to be outside, didn't have to check the weather. What's going to happen today? Is it going to happen? Oh, God. My, Kristen loves that weather app. She'll go, it's going to rain in 20 minutes. <laughs> How do you, a word from the Lord? How did you know that? That's a girl living in Oklahoma right there. It's like that. It can change. You've got to keep an eye on it. The garden wasn't like that. It was just beautiful. Adam didn't have to worry about, look at me. Adam didn't have to worry about what he ate. Didn't have to worry about where he lived. Didn't have to worry about who he married. Everything was taken care of as long as his relationship with God was in proper order. Is that a word for any of us today? But as soon as Adam, as soon as Adam stepped out of that and put sin in the wrong place and put himself and his wife in the place of God, listening to Satan's words instead of God's word, when he did that, what happens then? Everything Adam gets, he has to work for. Sweat of your brow, thorns and thistles and scratches and sacrifice and beat down and and oh, and Eve, you're not out of it either, you know. You're going to have pain when you give birth to children now. And it's all of this because the relationship with God. Ladies and gentlemen, if we could just focus on making sure God is in the proper place, we're doing what He called us to do, life works so much easier. And so this is why the earth groans. The earth groans because the earth remembers what it was like when she was peaceful, when everything was good. And so the earth says, ah. So it's really about you and I getting back to how God created us in the first place, which is what? In His image. God created us in His image. And that's how God's trying to get us back. Through His Spirit, through His Word, through His body, through the earth groaning. What the earth is saying is, I wish y'all would just get back to how God made you in the first place. Created in God's image. Let me tell you something. God does not want you to be a better you. He wants you to be more like Him. I hear men all the time that will say it. When I meet with men, they'll say, man, I've got to be a better husband. I need to be a better father. No, you don't. No matter how good you are at being you, you're still going to end up being you. God doesn't want to make you a better you. He wants to make you more like Him, which ends up taking you back to how He created you in the first place. Everybody say purity. When you think of purity, most of us think of getting the impurities out, right? I got to stop this. I got to quit doing that. Correct? Come on. Amen? You got to stay pure. What does that mean? Don't have sex, right? I mean, that's what kids think of. You got to stay pure. Don't go drinking. Don't go drugging. Don't go alcoholing. Don't go gambling. Don't go snorting and sniffing and, and dipping. Right? I mean, right? I got to stop all this stuff. First of all, let me just tell you one thing. This is something Kristen has helped me so much with. 
as Kristen has walked through a, a really rough time, and she's been very open about it, a rough time in, 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 in the past several years. And it's been amazing to watch her do the hard work and, and really go in. And, and something that we've changed around our house is this. Instead of saying, I need to or I have to, we start saying, I want to. I got to work out. No, I want to work out, even if I don't want to. I want the results of it. I need to get closer to God. I want to get closer to God. See how that changes things? That goes from being a slave mindset because that's what happened with Adam. He's a son. He knows who he is and what he's called to do. But as soon as he steps into sin, it's all slavery. I got to work for what I get. I got to fight for what I get. I got to dig and scratch and claw and grind, you know. I'm going to be a self-made. And the son understands, man, I get to have all this stuff. I don't have to live that way. I can live this way. Everybody say amen. amen. I got off on a tangent there for just a minute. So he doesn't want to make us a better us. He wants to make us more like him, which is how we were created. Think about this. That's where I was talking about. Uh, impurities. We talk about wanting to get the impurities out. You know, the Bible talks about uh, gold that's been tried in the fire. You ever read that scripture? Gold is trying to, and so what happens when you put gold and heat it up? What happens? It does what? It melts, and then what happens? The impurities begin to rise to the top, and then you scoop those impurities out, and what you have left is real gold. Well, the point of that is not the impurities coming to the top. The point of that is getting gold back to the state it was really created in, which is molten. And so when God says, I want you to be like gold tried in the fire, it's not about getting the impurities out. It's about getting you back the way it was created. And in that process, what happens? The impurities come out. So instead of trying to make yourself better, make yourself more like Him. Ask for Him to make you more like Him. Look at the scripture we read last week, 2 Corinthians 3 and 17. Now the Lord is the Spirit. You got it? Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with unfailed face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed, everybody say transformed, into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. I think that's a different translation, is it? So don't put that up there. Listen to me, don't read it. Because it's important, all right? I picked these translations. They're very important. I want you to hear what I'm saying. Now, the Lord is a spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. What are we supposed to be walking in? Glorious liberty. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the spirit of the Lord. So I want you to bring this up, and I want you to look what happens. And at the end, you can take a picture of this, maybe. Well, is it all on separate screens? I think so. All right, so here we go. Watch this. Bring it up. God forms. God forms. That's what God does. God creates us. He forms us the way He wants to. Then sin deforms. How many have ever been deformed by sin? Sin deforms. The world conforms. Romans says, don't be conformed to this world. Religion reforms. 
That's why it doesn't work. Because it does just what the world does. It tries to make you into its image. But Jesus transforms. God forms. Sin deforms. The world conforms. Religion reforms. Jesus transforms. And what does He transform us into? What? God's image. Isn't it amazing how we make it all so convoluted and crazy? Like you got to try to scale a wall every day to get to it. God has, how can I ever get there? Isn't it amazing how that works? And it's just so easy. It's just simple. It's saying, God, I want to be what you created me to be. Transform me into your image. So how does he do that? First of all, he does it from glory to glory. If your relationship with God is not getting better and better and better, you're not being transformed. If you are not going up, moving forward, growing stronger, maturing, you're not being transformed. You may be reformed, but you're not being transformed. Because as He transforms us, it goes from glory to glory. How many feel like you go from glory to glory? (laughs) from bad to worse to the worst it could ever be, right? That's not what God wants for you. Now, some of you right now, you're going, but man, I'm having a tough time. That's the two part. Glory to glory. Nobody loses their mind in the glory part. We lose our mind in the two part. What's your address? Two. Two what? Just two. I'm living in two right now. Come on, some of y'all didn't laugh. Laugh. Make me feel better about that. Come on. Glory to glory. That's how we're transformed. God wants you walking in more abundance and more liberty and more freedom and more fire. That would be where you start amening more and more power. That's what He wants. More gifts of the Spirit. More fruit of the Spirit. It just starts happening in your life. And I'm going to tell you right now, those of you that are praying for more of the fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit, it's not going to be like some, boom, angels. It's just going to start happening one day. Whoa, man, that's a word of knowledge. How did I know that? Because you're growing from glory to glory. You're praying one day and all of a sudden the prayer language begins to happen in your spirit. And like, where did that come from? That's you moving from glory to glory. And you got peace in a situation that you should not have peace. And you should not have faith. But you start having it. Why? You're going to the next glory. I had a guy not long ago. Uh, he said, I want to come to your church. Um, he said, but I, I, he, he, he said, I don't want to feel like I'm a project. I don't want to feel like I, I said, bro, you won't hate our church because we all projects. <laughs> Go find you another one. I'm telling you. I love you, but you will not like our church. Because we're all being transformed. From glory to glory. How does he do it? From glory to glory. Secondly, by the word of God. We just read, we just read uh, 2 Corinthians 3. Remember that? The Lord is the Spirit. Where the Spirit of the Lord is there is liberty, is freedom. And it talks about with an unveiled face. If you go home today and read 2 Corinthians 3, it's talking about the word of God. And it's saying, you can read the word of God, but if your face is veiled, you're not changed. 
But he said, but we all, looking in as a mirror, remember James taught the word of God, a mirror. If you look at it and you see the kind of person you are and the image of what God wants you to be, it transforms you. I want to encourage you, get into the word. Get the word of God in you. Because this is what renews your mind. And when your mind is renewed, what happens? You're transformed. Bring it up, Romans chapter 12. My second favorite scripture in the Bible, chapter in the Bible. And I can quote it. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And don't be conformed to this world. Remember what the world does? Conformed us. But be transformed. Not conformed, transformed. Not reformed, transformed. Not deformed, transformed. Be transformed how? By the renewing of your mind. How many want to see change happen in your life? The rest of y'all doing good, just rolling right along. How many want to see some kind of change in your life? Guess where it starts? Right here. I would tell my dad, I used to tell my dad, Dad, man, my, my elbow hurts. And he would say, it's all in your mind, son. <laughs> yeah, but there's a bone sticking out. I don't think that's supposed to be happening. It's all right here, boy. The other thing he would say, I said, Dad, it hurts when I would do that. He said, well, don't do that. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Appreciate it. And Mom, you made it to 70 with that. Isn't that great? Come on. Maybe that's why you made it to 70. <laughs> Just don't do that. <laughs> Transform. And it all starts right here. And the best way to get this right is right here. Just start. Mmm, smell it. Fine leather Bible. Doesn't have to be. It can be a phone. It can be a computer. It can be whatever. It's the Word of God. Get into it. So how are we transformed in His image? From glory to glory. It happens in a process. It doesn't happen like that. It's a process. It's transformed. It happens through the Word of God. And then how does it close out? Bring up that 2 Corinthians uh, 3 and 18. We're being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as by the Spirit of the Lord. How are we transformed? By the Spirit of God. Why is the Holy Spirit in your life? To lead and guide you into more truth. Why is the Holy Spirit there? To comfort you, to care for you, to help you be transformed where you are more and more and more like Him. What's the first thing we read in 2 Corinthians 3? Where the Spirit of the Lord there is freedom. What is God at His greatest state? He is free. That's what we talked about last week. When you really boil God down, good luck with that. But when you do, when you really find the essence of who God is, He's free. He's holy because He's free from sin. He's omnipotent because He's free from weakness. He's omniscient because He's free from being dumb, right? He just He's free. That's what God is. And that's what happens with you and I. The more of the Holy Spirit in your life, the more free you become and the more like God you become. In his image. And the earth travails for this. The earth intercedes for this. So when you go home today and you turn on the news or it happens next week. You turn on the news and you see fires or North Korea or whatever it is. That's when you go, all right, I hear you earth. I hear you. Could it be that the earth intercedes for, more, for us more than we do ourselves? That the earth is like, come on. 
Joseph's like, look, if you will be set free, I get to be set free. And we can all just be happy. That's what the earth intercedes for today. That's also why Jesus is at the right hand of the Father. To make intercession for us. That's why the Holy Spirit is in your life. To remind you of who you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to be. That's why the Word of God is in your life. It just comes back to that. It all comes back to that. It's just simple. God and His Word and His people and His body and His house. If we just get that, then we got it all. So the earth intercedes today for you and I to get back to our proper relationship with God. So why don't you do it? Why don't today you make a commitment to a relationship with the Lord? Maybe you've never even started a relationship with God. Why don't you do that today? As we've shared the gospel, as you've heard it sung in songs and talked about today during the message, why don't you start a relationship with God? Not a, not a religion, a relationship. Why don't you make a commitment today to start fresh? Why don't you make a commitment today to go deeper in your relationship with Him? To have a love affair with Jesus Christ. Why don't you make that commitment today? Close your eyes. I want to pray for you.